0: TREASURE OF THE ANCIENT KING PART ONE THE FORGOTTEN PRINCE Chapter 4 Now, with all this in mind, one must also take account of the gossip that was coming down from the capital city. The kind of gossip which, around then, I took a little note of. And still take little note of, I mightn't say, Rabrum explained. Still, tittle-tattle like this would have caused much excitement around any mention of the small nation where we was headed. You see, there was a rumour gang boot. That the prince of the realm, Prince Bryonet, that is, was on the lookout for a lady. The edge of Rabran's lip curled cheekily. And so the story goes, he went on. that on season, he had a wee eye on one Lenya, Marquess of Freelena, who was better known by her popular title, the Lady Freelena, and was currently ruling as the queen of the Freelena city-state. An idea like this caused mickle-mirth in many a circle, I can assure ye, Frauleinans are known for their formidable personalities, and the lady herself would have been a nay easy prospect for her wife and princess. Speculation suggested, however, that the king and his son had come to a sort of a deal. On the one hand, Prince Bryonette was desperate to escape the stuffy senate and the wranglings of the capital's courts, and on the other, King Agat, was despairing over his restless heir apparent, because he seemed to be in nigh mind to settle down, and nigh willing to be getting down to the business of begetting him some grandchildren in the royal lineage. Brianet was his only son, you see. The match, albeit nigh on unprecedented, would have seemed to suit both their wishes very well indeed. Aye, in the end, if Brianet could pull it off, well then... I can imagine the father could nay be happier about it. Intimating his happiness to conclude the matter, Rabran took a sip from his elk beer to help lather his tongue. Ahem, Now, despite me disinterest in such matters, it had not escaped me attention, rough-headed barbarian as I am, that such like Hogamogga might be playing its role in the events. All the while, this young Sergeant Peabody prepared to lead us down to the road towards the Citadel trail lane no it all started a proper at the first hour dawn next day when peabody roused us for a morning patrol when the bugle made its familiar cry i recall he was already fully done up in his armor and military colors including his favorite steel helmet having made the order he was just sat at the gate waiting sitting on his horse and staring into the mist All this while everybody else was flustering to get themselves and their horses ready to ride out. Brabron seemed to pause and consider the events he had just described. Strange chappy were, he commented. Once we had started off, the sergeant gave nay little sign as to where we were headed, nor did he deign to inform us as to how long the patrol would last. As we marched behind him, Sergeant Peabody, "'refused to make any progress at any reasonable pace, "'but instead encouraged us to take in the atmosphere, "'get a feel for the lee of the land, etc., etc. "'As for the surroundings themselves, "'they gave nigh hint neither of the sergeant's plans, "'at least to begin with. "'A thick haze washed in from over the sea, "'and the grass was soaked in a watery mist. Nevertheless, as time wore on, "'some light gan to sneak in through the breaking clouds, "'and as we approached the coast.' Bright yellow rays were joined by the glitter of gilded breakers. You've got to understand, Rabran implored us that I was still a young recruit, and after several months combined in the gray wildernesses of Hajikak, to me, this seaside spectacle was not but a revelation. I couldn't help but remembering the words from the song of Yusuf. You'll know how it goes. doth land and sea both come a not, but angels old from seasons wrought the division of briny deep and mountain steep. New wi glowing mallows, a fog blowing up o'er the hillocks, rolling round tween the dunes and melting in chunks over the blooming purple sea. For all I kenned, I will look in at the angels of the ancient father doing his ancient work. By new, the company was beginning to loosen and bolstered up by a glorious feaster and feeling the sun against our leotards. The mood was triumphant. Old Peebs, as we called him later, who seemed to have already forgotten the original reason for the adventure, was delighted by the experience. He galloped on ahead and rode his horse up to Tipper Granite Outcrop yonder. He laid his hand round the gorget of his helm and then hesitated, stopping just afore lifting the thing off his head. Instead, he assembled us next to the rock and marshaled us into a posse around a boot him. Dearest troop, went Peabody, I have called you hither to enjoy one last draught from the vial of nature's delight before we descend into the chasm of despair and the gullet of darkest trial, recounted Rabberon, switching to his posh voice for the prince and deliberately stuttering for effect. dawn, I switched a few puckish glances with me new comrades in abs. The comedy was doubled by the D's and the P's. Peabody couldn't help from lisping through his visor. On he went. Our poets have said, Where the spirit has wandered, only there may the mind seek its rest, he said to us all. Let your spirits wander, my b- brothers, over the borders that we inspect. Borders, indeed, that our fathers have given their blood to defend, and their fathers before that. "'Inhale the beauty and fruitfulness of the lands and the seas "'that have sustained our mothers, wives and families "'for generation upon generation.' "'He went, tugging at his reins "'so he could point his horse's nose towards us more directly. "'Now I must speak to you of the grave malevolence "'that has come upon our land. "'A tyrannous evil, which has of late beset one of our allies. "'It is a dragon,' he cried. "'The serpent, called Falender. "'Knew, although we had heard the murmurings, the naked truth of the fact still caused gasps across our rank. The beast has taken roost in the upper citadel of the city Lane, and has captured the Lady Freylena as his hostage. He went on. Such a move threatens the b- balance of peace in this, the most fragile of our nation's extremities, and we cannot allow it to go unchallenged. Then the sergeant took out his sword from its sheath and held it up towards the sun. The silvery tip cast a long shadow or hilltop. I have assembled you, the f- finest warriors an adventurous fairy birdie could afford at, at such short notice, to plunge our swords into the heart of the sun, to attack this ignominious beast, the dragon upon whose hardened flesh even the hatchets of the Freylaen and vanguard have failed to make a chink. A chill wind wetted our ankles. And the sunlight dimmed. Our bodies will know no rest, kept on Peabody, for we ride into the city at night. But our minds will rest where our spirits have wandered, so to speak, he said, spluttering on his helmet. He renewed his appeal with volume. Our minds will be safe, safe, that is, in the knowledge that we spill our blood for the hopes of our fathers and sally forth to cement the perpetuity of our progeny. "'He shouted. Like a shot, he gave a command. "'Your blades!' "'With a start, we reached for our weapons. "'Most of us carried swords, but nigh a few wielded battle axes and clubs instead, "'so, you see, getting the moot was nigh so straightforward. "'As well as that, we'd been in a daze, of course,' "'Rabran raised an eyebrow suggestively, bewitched by the oddness of it all. "'Come on, come on,' Peabody said trotting out in front of us with his broadsword and his outstretched arm. Hurrah for Ibernia, he shouted. Hurrah for Ibernia, we said. Some of us still floundering. I said, hurrah for Ibernia, he repeated, disappointed with our first effort. Finally, we all had our weapons. Waving them in the air in front of us, we shouted back at the top of our lungs. Hurrah! But our hearty cry was slit asunder by a blood-curdling scream. At saying this, Sir Rabron closed his eyes and placed a clenched fist across his chest. The room was brought to a dead silence by this shocking turn of events. Then it was interrupted. Hogwash, someone shouted. This excerpt was read by D.A. Clarke, the author of the piece. Please note that this is a draft and as such does not represent the quality of the final version. If you would like to find more excerpts, please visit anchor.fm forward slash David 908.